Let's have a short meditation on dependent uh, arising, or this moment is a dependent arising. So if you take a few moments to reconnect and settle in the body, of a shift again from relating to the outside world to becoming more aware of your inner world. Shift also from the head into the body. from the stream of thinking. then bring a simple reflection on dependent arising to your current experience so that every feeling you have, every thought, every sensation, the words you hear, the temperature of the room, what is happening in, in front of your eyes, where you sit, that all this is embedded into our infinite network of causes and conditions. Every breath you take, so let's see if you can get a sense of having connections into all directions, being connected. Like uh, an image they use in Hinduism is Indra's net, a limitless, infinite net of connections. body is dependent on all the food you ate. It's dependent on the evolution. It's dependent on your parents and the parents of your parents and the parents' parents of your parents and so on. So you stay somewhat connected with the breath, with the experience, and then somehow get, see if you can get a sense of that you are witnessing 
uh, interbeing, you're witnessing interbeing, and there's no there's no boundary. You can't find the beginning. There's no boundary in that net, in interest net. It goes beyond this planet, it goes beyond this galaxy. So the atoms, the energy of your body is connected with everything. This moment, exactly as it is, is born from the causes and conditions of everything. And then you take your conceptual mind and make a little line around your body. And you call that me. And suddenly that central position becomes so important. You feel separate. So if you relax that, you're open into infinity. Also, this moment is what it is because it is depending on everything else that can't be different. It is already what it is. Relax. You don't need to add to it, you don't need to take away. It's happening by itself. It's causes on conditions, it's arising. So, so far I, I have talked in a, in a way as if these things really exist. But now if, you, if we look at these networks, we can't find essence in the things. So it's more like a dream vividly appearing, but unfindable. It's awesome. So mysterious. And it's happening through you. You are witnessing this unique moment. Nothing like this ever happened before and never will happen again. This breath is awesome. And it's born from all universes to be witnessed by you.
And yet it is unfindable as something uh, having essence, like a dream. In a way, all is fine, all is perfect, because it is what it is and can't be different. Your job is to love it. To be in awe. So are there any questions? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think when you talk about this, it makes perfect sense. And I can also sort of see in my past things that I thought was real and wasn't, and sort of waking up from that. Mm. And also in other people, I can sort of see, ah, this person is fighting a ghost, mm-hmm. striving for an iron cause. Mm. But I think in the present moment, quite difficult to sort of uh, um, act, like know how to act, because things seem so real, like the struggles in the present moment seem mm. so real. Mm. So it's quite, even if I sort of theoretically mm. can know that this is, of course, mm. made up, but it's also mm. very real. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of how to I mean, I've understood if you had an enlightened mind, you would always act with wisdom and compassion mm. in every situation. But mm. of course, that's not possible. Mm. So, yeah, I was wondering if you would like to say something about that. For example, uh, are you talking about getting angry? Yeah, things like that. Things like, like that. Like yeah. Difficult yeah, and and crisis. yeah, and you have have uh, you, you you know you experience reactivity. Yeah. Yeah. For example. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that's why there's like the different levels of teachings. Uh, kind of before the direct realization of emptiness. So. You, you establish wholesome habits, uh, which on that level of the teachings, like the whole, I think you're also in the Shantideva group, or? Yeah. So the, the whole, um, the whole eight chapters of uh, the Shantideva's book 
he's not talking about emptiness. Sometimes he is referring to it, but uh, he's not really talking about emptiness. So in the first eight chapters, he's talking about real things. Uh, so that's like a, a level of practice which where we establish wholesome habits, uh, even based on thinking that I am real and things are real and there's, yeah. So uh, what would be a wholesome habit with reactivity, noticing reactiv reactivity? So that would be kind of mindfulness practices, like the RAIN model, uh, you know, recognizing, accepting, um, investigating. So there's different ways on, on the relative level one can establish. And then slowly, slowly, uh, through creating some space and being able to be more balanced with the challenges in your life, you bring more and more the emptiness teachings into into the into your reflections and into your meditation. And then slowly, slowly, you will you will you will experience how uh, the reactivity you gets uh, no gets undermined a bit uh, i think at one point it might be possible quite quickly in a moment of reactivity to say to have a kind of pith instruction which can shake you out a bit for example this is like a dream don't take it so serious. It's not what it seems to be. And then, and at that moment, that is not a stupid advice. Uh, because, you know, sometimes if I would say that to you, don't take it so serious, that would be a stupid advice. It would increase the tension. But at one point, I can say to you, stop it. Don't take it so serious. And you were kind of, wow, yeah, right. Yeah. Is there something you want to say to that? Mm. Well, I guess it's, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, I think um, maybe it's based on how you sort of stay engaged so you don't um, slip into a little bit of disassociation maybe so it's like yeah it's this staying engaged but not taking it seriously yeah <laughs> at the same that time. is yeah so th that, that's like you know what ken wilber says it it will you hurt it will hurt you more but bother you less mm. yeah so it will you it will hurt you more because you can afford to feel your feelings more deeply. Yeah. And and this is what some people they you know they try to use meditation for escaping, and it's then a quite disappointment that your feeling life actually becomes richer. In, in terms of joy, but also in the terms of fear and vulnerability and sadness. So your feeling life becomes richer, but it bothers you less. 
So that, that, is, that bothers you less is you take it less serious in one way, but in another way you take it more serious. Yeah. So the same is true uh, when you relate to another person. Like a wrong emptiness, a misunderstanding of emptiness teachings would be if you are in distress and I feel, oh, it's all empty, you know. So even if I don't tell it, uh, even if I don't, but I feel like, yeah, come on, this, she, will, she will get out of it. That would, be, uh, that would be a mistaken understanding of emptiness. Yeah? So instead, uh, an understanding of emptiness would make it possible for me to see your pain as my pain and not being overwhelmed by it, but take it to completely serious. Feel it. You, are, you become able to feel the pain of other people because you can afford it. Because it's not threatening, because there's nothing be, to be threatened here. You can, be, you can completely open to the pain of others. Because there's nothing you need to hold back or, oh, this will be too much. For whom? Oh, I need to, I need to have boundaries. I need to protect myself. Whom are you protecting there? If that is, if that is gone, you, you, can have, you can open your heart to another person completely the pain of the other person then becomes your pain and you, you and you take the same kind of responsibility for it as if it was your own pain yeah so that is kind of idealistic now but that's uh, that's uh, that's what we kind of move slowly to uh, into so if we notice uh, in our own in the relationship to our own pain that there's a bit of kind of yeah, what you call, how do you call it? Disassociation? Yeah. So there's a bit of kind of dissociation. You, you, you notice in your meditation, you're trying to do transcendental meditation. <laughs> That's not Buddhist meditation, transcendental meditation. Uh, so then, of course, this, this kind of, we fall into this kind of traps, but talking about it and knowing about it makes us aware of it. And then we can ask, hmm, is this what I do? Do I experience that I'm more that I'm more in contact with my with, with what it means to be human in myself and others, or do I try to get into a kind of emptiness space? Everything is empty. Yeah. yeah. And then there's this this uh, this cultivating healthy habits on a on a very relative level. Yeah. So mindfulness practice and. So that that is all that is also helpful. Yeah. Yes. Um, we we're talking a little bit in a break. I, I yeah. really have difficult to to because I was kind of thinking out loud. <laughs> mm. I don't know how to explain the question about it. But um, if you put like everything, like Sweden is the most individualistic country in the whole world. Sounds. Sure. We yeah. are all oh, that's very wrong very science. Huh? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay. But they say we all yeah. are very. Oh, yeah. I have the feeling that when you, on a society, conceptual, like mm -hmm. yeah, we have made this up that we are like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But then you bring in like uh, this kind of thinking to that, mm -hmm. and I have that feeling that it's so easy 
to like if you don't listen to what you're talking about now and try to understand the mm. whole concept of what you're mm. talking about like uh, compassion and mm. to feel it's so easy to just bring it in and make this individualistic even more like okay yeah, yeah but you have just i don't need to so and you can mm. scratch the surface and say yeah. like i'm mindful and i if you feel that hurt you haven't understand you know it's Mm. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know the question, but, yeah, but it scares me because yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. I want it to be the deep level. I want everybody to see it's not. Yeah. It's not stop care about each other. Yeah, that's not. Uh, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's why the Buddha first said, I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> because this will be more misunderstood than it will be understood. I shut my mouth. And uh, the other thing is, worry about yourself. I mean, where are you going astray? Uh, instead of oh, what th what might this do with others? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like we work. We start to work with our our tr the traps which we fall into. So, and and we are not like well, we try not to think. Oh, this can be misunderstood, and other people will misunderstand this. Yeah. So, but more like where do I misunderstand it? Yeah. And then, yes, and this is actually part of the teachings, is not to teach emptiness on people who are not ready for it. Yeah? It's actually one of the tantric vows. That's why when I die, you have to pray for me. Because you know, I'm, I have to bear the, 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 the consequences of your misunderstandings of this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so and but I can you can see as you now through your own reflections you can see the potentially damaging uh, effect emptiness teachings can have, also mindfulness teachings. Yeah. I mean, it's like what is out there is amazing in in terms of stupidity. But um, but still, you know, maybe I think all in all, it's better that it is there. <laughs> you know, the code of mindfulness stuff, uh, than than if it isn't. And then, yeah, we have to uh, kind of um, become more sophisticated and curious and listen to different teachers and um, so. Yeah. But uh, your your concerns, I can understand, and they are valid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, why does feelings increase when you meditate? Um, do you have the impression that you feel more? Why that no, you told you. You said so just before. Feeling. The feeling increases uh, when you meditate. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> um, 
because uh, we have this strong tendency to block, suppress, or not be in contact with feelings because we're afraid of them. And also because of some family values or cultural values. Like, you know, anger is a big problem in Sweden because you are not supposed to be angry. So where's all the anger? <laughs> in stomach cancer, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, Sweden, Germany, Denmark, it's all the same. Yeah? So I'm not like pointing out to Swedish people as if they are the big suppressors in, in, in Europe. Yeah? Of course not. Uh, so, and then if you meditate, I mean, if you meditate in a healthy way, means that you, that you loosen that, that suppression. You, 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 use it, you, you, come, you become more real. You become in contact with uh, being a human. With, with the movements in your body, with the energy in your body, with your feelings. So your feeling life becomes richer. Of course, we hope that it becomes only richer on the fun side, but that's not possible. That's why, uh, that's one of the factors in depression, because depression is often connected with not wanting to feel grief or not wanting to feel anger, actually. But it's not possible to just to say, I don't want to feel grief, I don't want to feel anger, I just want to feel the good stuff. That's not possible. So if you close that, then you also close the access to the fun part, to, to compassion, to love, to joy. Yeah. So then, if you open that, uh, your, your feel, in a way, life becomes more, for at least for quite some while, becomes more difficult, more challenging, because not only are you more in contact with your own humanness, you also become more in contact with the humanness of others. So it's, it's a kind of side effect which they don't write onto the flyers. Yeah. They, talk, they talk only about the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't make a mindfulness course saying, experience more sadness, <laughs> yeah, experience more sadness and vulnerability <laughs> and confusion. Come, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to work. But that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and then, you know, then people might even feel, oh, something is wrong. I'm not doing it right. I don't have more fun. Or I have more fun, but I also have more my broken heart. I didn't want that. I just wanted to have the fun. So it should be on the list of the side effects uh, when, you, when you sign up for meditation. Yes. Uh, so going back to what you said about uh, the base reality of the singing mm. When you talked about it in that way, did you include, to put it like, the borders of the form of the singing bowl, like the division between, when you say that some schools say that uh, there is a base reality for the singing bowl, mm. do they include 
Yeah. The separation between both and not both. Yes, and, and they also include time. And, okay. and uh, so for them, time also exists. And also, like, this is, a, this is a thing which is solidly located in time and space. And, and the borders of it, they are established from the side of the ball. Because what you said previously uh, about everything being uh, imagined or made up, it kind of, I don't know, I don't know how to uh, consolidate that with mm. uh, my understanding of suchness. Maybe it is that uh, my understanding is of that is wrong. Mm. But that suchness means that there is something out there that we impose the form and mm. the name and the function yeah. and the labels on it. The, the, this is, uh, this is uh, the Prasankika Swatrantika view, mm -hmm. which is a good place to, to live with for some years. But, uh, the, uh, but the Prasankika Madhyamika view then says, you know, what you say, what you impose on, yeah? So you said something like, there needs to be something I impose on to. Yeah, like the projector screen. Yeah, exactly. Example. So the Prasankika then says, okay, let's look at that. And that's what I try to do here. Yeah? So, and, and, uh, and the Prasankika, uh, the Swatrantikas, they say, there must be something there. Something where the, there must be a screen there. But, but the Prasankika Madhyamika, they look at the screen and they can't find it because the screen has parts and the screen, the screen should be one, but it has parts. And then they look at those parts and then they look at those parts. That, that's not uh, ah. my uh, understanding of yeah. uh, suchness. It's like the undifferentiated, unprojected reality out there. And that's not made up. This does not, uh -huh. whatever this is. Yeah beyond name and form, it, it won't stop existing just because I go outside the door. That's the debate, debatable. Maybe you go quickly <laughs> <laughs> and then you glance back. <laughs> uh, because that lends itself to solipsism. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah. Um, but if you say, yeah, if I go out uh, and then this appears not to be, what you assume is that your consciousness is kind of private. Like that you have your own separate consciousness. So it does not need to be seen by, by you, you know, this little part of the universe which you cut out and then you call it you but it needs to be seen by consciousness, by awareness. So this is like in the, in, in, in the Pazankiga Madhyamika, they say phenomena and awareness and consciousness, they need to come together. They are, de they are dependent on each other. So they would, uh, they would say, no, people would say, okay, if there's no humans here, uh, then the earth would be still there. And the, then the, the Tibetans would say, 
No. Because there would be other beings here, more subtle beings, more subtle consciousnesses. And if there wouldn't be any consciousness at all, there would be nothing. Because existence is awareness and that what you are aware of. And awareness and what you are aware of is not separate from each other, it's actually one thing. So from 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 the from from this view, there is nothing like a, a planet or something which exists out of itself, independently from consciousness, independently from awareness. Quantum physics starts to say the same, by the way that the potentiality of the quantum soup, or however they call it, collapses into something by, okay, then you can say, okay, the quantum soup, that's really there, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm quite happy with the, with the Prasankika Svatantika view, so, because that's like, that makes sense to me. So if I go into this, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, <I laughs> bit, it's like at one point, like if I'm down by the quarks and then you, then it's kind of, it gets uncomfortable down there. Down there. So I, 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 I keep a bit of a distance, yeah? I, I keep a bit of a distance and pretend there's something there. <laughs> Some, something I could call energy or consciousness or awareness or something like that, yeah. Quantum soup, or something like that. It's like it, it's all made up. No, this is too much. <laughs> it's ninety-nine point nine 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 percent made up. I can understand that, but that, but there needs to be something there. Suchness, uh, the, the concept. Would yeah. that apply to that? Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Before it's perceived. Yeah, I think that's completely fine to uh, to. To hold that view, and uh, like in the in the Tibetan tradition, uh, like particularly in the Mahamudra and Sokshin uh, view, which we will enter into next time, you know, they would say something like that. You know? they they would say there is something there. It's undescribable. It's un you can't understand it with a conceptual mind, but there is something there, yeah, which then they call Rigpa. Or Ösel, or you know, so there's different uh, Tibetan names for that. So uh, they they would say, yeah, there's something there. We can't say anything about it, but uh, there's something there. So when you said that everything is made up, you're not negating those concepts. Just to clarify what you mean. Uh, yeah, what I mean, uh, yeah, as I said, the Prasangika Madhyamika is a bit too groundless for me. I settle with the Tathagaba teachings of the third turning of the wheel. It, there is kind of no. I, I'm a, I, I'm also a Catholic, so there there is a bit of a <laughs> kind. Of, you know, there needs to be something there. You know, some some radiance, some love, some light. You know, some and it's also my experience. But then, of course, if I if then I look for it with a Prasangika Madhyamika reasoning. It, it starts to 
yeah, it's, yeah. And, and actually then we are in this realm of undescribable. Yeah. So we become speechless. And in that speechlessness, there is a gap. But that gap is not nothing. That's why it's like, it's like, it makes sense to say something about it. Yeah. And give it names, like suchness. And it's actually a good name because it does not make sense that name. <laughs> yeah. It's a Buddhist term, right? I yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, that, I I was searching for the Sanskrit. Yeah, but it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like suchness. Okay, what is that? I don't know, uh, but uh, it's it's uh, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, did anyone get the the mail where I said, which I sent out about the seven reasonings? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. Okay. You you got, got it. So I sent out something, but I will resend it. Yeah. I will resend it. Uh, I, I it was like a, a text uh, with uh, seven reasonings and some explanation about the first two. Points. No, you didn't get. It. But you got other mails. Yes. Uh -huh. Me too. I, I must have sent it out wrong uh, into a, uh, with the wrong mailing list. Also links to the SoundCloud. No, I didn't do that because no, I thought you. you can do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's yeah. easier. It's to, easier to find. To, to find. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. And then I also want to send you a contemplation around dependent arising from the Rob Burbea book. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would like to add to that sentence, and maybe you can expand a bit on it. So, merely labeled by mind, comma, if you survive. If you survive. Yeah. Does that make you want to say something more? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean with, we have to stop, but what do you mean with uh, if, if you survive? Well, this precious human life, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you survive. Uh, <laughs> so whatever happened to you, yeah. merely labeled by mind, yeah. if you survive. Yeah. <laughs> if you survive, but it's also merely labeled by mind if you don't survive. Okay, except your mind is gone. Uh, um, no. Okay. I mean, y your mind, like in the sense of my private Stefan mind, that does not exist even now. But, of course, in the Buddhist, because Madhyamika philosophers, they, they have the Buddhist view, so they experience and they hold the view 
that consciousness is infinite and eternal. But it's not your consciousness. Nope. But um, back to this precious human life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's precious, uh, we want to keep it. Yeah. And that's where I get into trouble. Merely labeled my mind. Because, because whatever it is that I label has a function. Absolutely. And that function can destroy me. Yes. Absolutely. So if if I go out now onto the street and I say, yeah, I just don't look at the cars because they are merely labeled by mind, that's a big mistake. So I go out on the street with my merely labeled body on a merely labeled street and I avoid merely labeled cars because I don't want to be in a merely labeled hospital (laughs) and pay merely merely labeled uh, bills. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so that's like, uh, and e- actually, that all of that becomes, when you understand emptiness and dependent arising, it becomes even more precise. I mean, you become more, more keen on doing the most beneficial in each moment because everything you do and think matters. You become even more skillfully. You become even more skillful to survive traffic. <laughs>